0: Welcome, and thanks for tuning in to the Sermon Podcast from First Presbyterian Church of Honolulu. Perhaps you knew already, there are different types of prayer. Today in our Teach Us to Pray series, First Pres High School Director Christian Schrappel explains intercessory prayer.
1: Good morning. Good morning. Man, I'm kind of sad I have to follow that. That was incredible. Oh, my name is Christian Troppel, and I am the high school director here at First Prez. We are continuing our series on prayer, and today we are looking at how we can keep it simple, keep it real, and keep it up. Today is all about intercessory prayer. In the Lord's Prayer, your kingdom come is the line that corresponds to intercession, I'd like to begin by coming to an understanding of what intercessory is, because it can come across as being something really intense or even scary. In reality, it's actually quite simple. Intercession, as defined by Merriam-Webster, is the act of interceding or intervening between two parties. You're helping someone, defending or speaking on someone's behalf. Imagine you see a child being bullied. Intercession is standing up and saying something for the child. And so intercessory prayer is coming to God on behalf of someone else. Intercessory prayer is about healing, helping those in trouble, and drawing those around you closer to God. Let's take a moment here and hear what God has to say about it. If you can, please stand for our scripture reading today. Is anyone among you in trouble? Let them pray. Is anyone happy? Let them sing songs of praise. Is anyone among you sick? Let them call the elders of the church to pray over them and anoint them with oil in the name of the Lord and the prayer offered in faith will make the sick person well. The Lord will raise them up. If they have sinned, they will be forgiven. Therefore, confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you may be healed. The prayer of a righteous person is powerful and effective. James 5, 13 through 16. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. You may be seated. James really gets to the point here. Is anyone in trouble? Pray for them. Is anyone happy? Pray for them. Is anyone sick? Pray for them. Has anyone sinned? Talk about it with them. And you guessed it, pray for them. Essentially, in all circumstances, we should be praying, especially for one another. Intercessory prayer is simple. It is praying to God on behalf of those around you. Pete Gregg says in his book, How to Pray, intercessors are those who stand in the gap, mediating between heaven and earth as equal friends of both pleading with God on behalf of people and with people on behalf of God. This past December, I attempted the Honolulu Marathon. I only made it eight miles before I had to drop out because my knee was killing me. My wife Zoe, on the other hand, was attempting to finish in under three hours. Now, some quick math for you, that's running a mile in less than seven minutes, 26 times in a row. (laughs) When I was dropping out at mile eight, she was already at mile 15. (laughs) Now, a benefit of me stopping early was that I could easily track her progress on my phone. And she was looking good. She was on track to finish in two hours and 57 minutes. Unfortunately, around mile 20, Zoe's pace began to drop off. I remember being nervous and anxious for her and praying that she wasn't hurt. She continued to progress, getting closer and closer to the finish line, but I realized that she was not going to reach her goal of sub three hours. I know how hard my wife pushes herself. And so I began to pray that she would have the support she needed. She would need people to intercede for her and support her. When she crossed the finish line, just a few minutes past three hours, I could tell she was bummed. Fortunately, Auntie Christine Oviedo was waiting at the finish line for Zoe as she finished and was able to embrace her and console her. Auntie Christine is Zoe's Hanai mom, and she's been there for her over the past few years. She knew what to say to help Zoe and to uplift her. As Zoe made her way over to me, I hugged her and gave her some water, and I told her how great she did. With tears running down her cheek, she asked me how I was at the finish line before her, and I said, (laughs) I guess I just ran a better race. (laughs) No, I did not say that, I did not say that. But as Zoe's running friends gathered around, loving her and making her smile, I knew my prayer was answered. And I knew to pray that there would be support for Zoe because I know her and I know how much she loves and relies on her community. One of the things that makes intercessory prayers so powerful is being empathetic to those around us. When we empathize what is going on in the lives of those around us, their goals and aspirations, their struggles and hardships, we can pray for them in such an intimate manner. We have lost a lot of personal relationship and intimacy due to COVID and it is going to take real work to build it back. This is one of the reasons why I am so happy that we're going through this series in small groups. Small groups offer an opportunity to meet with other people on a regular basis and to get to know what is going on in their lives. Jesus demonstrated this for us throughout the gospels. He had his 12 disciples that he did life with, sure. But on top of that, Jesus is recorded multiple times eating and drinking with people in his community, spending time with them, listening to them, getting to know them. Beyond that, we know that Jesus did not just hang out with his friends or people like himself. He made an effort to hang out with and pray for the outcasts, the sinners, probably even the people that got under his skin or annoyed him. In his classic book, Life Together, German theologian Dietrich Bonhoeffer says, A Christian fellowship lives and exists by the intercession of its members for one another or it collapses. I can no longer condemn or hate a brother for whom I pray, no matter how much trouble he causes me. His face that may have been strange and intolerable to me is transformed in intercession into the continence of a brother for whom Christ died, the face of a forgiven sinner. When we know what is going on in the lives of the people around us and intercede for them, we are reminded that they too are sons or daughters of God. The prayer of a righteous person is powerful and effective. So we know how powerful praying for others is, and we know that it's easier when we empathize with them, But how do we know if what we're praying for is of God? About six years ago, I almost died. Zoe and I had just started dating and we were in Southern California visiting my grandmother for Christmas. We were hanging out by the pool with my younger brother, Matthew, when I decided I should show off my diving skills. My plan was to enter the water almost horizontal and perform a nice shallow dive. Unfortunately, I got a little bit too much air and ended up entering the water almost vertically. I'm six feet tall and the pool was five feet deep. I ended up cracking my head open on the bottom of the pool. And as I came up out of the water, my vision was red with blood. Zoe and Matthew were yelling, but I couldn't hear them. They physically interceded for me as they pulled me out of the pool. I could have easily died, or have been paralyzed for the rest of my life. Physical intercession was not all that I needed. My grandma Charlotte, who we were visiting, is one of the most faithful people that I know. She has told me that she intercedes for her nearly 30 grand and great grandkids every single day. And this day was no different. I remember her telling me about an article that she had read about someone who had done something really similar to me and had been paralyzed for the rest of their life. Grandma Charlotte was actively praying that I would not meet the same fate. And while my friends and my family were praying that I would be okay and fully recover, I was praying that they would not have to shave my head in the ER. Sometimes, sometimes we get such bad tunnel vision that we miss the big picture. Thank goodness my family was proactive in interceding and praying for me. And I was incredibly fortunate. Both my prayers and my family's prayers were answered. While I did have a funky hairdo for a little bit and I had to wear a neck brace, the ER doc was able to staple my head without shaving it. And I have almost no lasting damage. <laughs> Thank you. Here's the thing I know that not all of our prayers are always answered in the way that we hope. I know. People of incredible faith have lost loved ones in the ER, even though they were praying on their hands and knees day and night. I would love to talk more about unanswered prayer, but unfortunately, it is above my pay grade. However, next week's sermon by Pastor Dan is entirely on this subject, so stay tuned. What I can say is that regardless if our prayers are answered or not, We can feel the presence of the Father and his love when we are proactive and intercede for others. Intercession is so important. It can make a difference. And the thing is, is that you don't need to wait to become a grandma or grandpa to pray daily for your friends and loved ones. You can pray like Grandma Charlotte today, regardless of how long you have been a Christian. An incredible example of this from the Bible is found in Acts chapter 12. We read that King Herod had arrested some who belonged to the church intending to persecute them. He had James, the brother of John, put to death, and he seized Peter and threw him in jail, intending to bring him to trial after the Passover. We read in verse 5, So Peter was kept in prison, but the church was earnestly praying to God for him. You know, I am positive that the people praying for Peter were devastated at the death of James. But that did not stop them from continuing to pray for Peter. They did not lose faith. The night before Herod was going to put Peter on trial, he was sleeping between two guards bound at the wrists by chains. The odds of freedom were incredibly against him. Suddenly, an angel of the Lord appeared in the cell and told Peter, "'Quick, get up!' and the chains fell off his wrists. They continued to walk out of the jail, past the other guards, and straight out the front door that opened by itself. When they had walked the length of one street, suddenly the angel left Peter. Up until this point, Peter thought that he he was having a dream or seeing a vision." Finally, he realized that this was not a dream and had actually happened. From there, he went to the house of Mary where we read in verse 12, many people had gathered and were praying. Peter knocked on the outer entrance and a servant named Rhonda came to answer the door. When she recognized Peter's voice, she was so overjoyed that she ran back without opening it and exclaimed, Peter is at the door. You're out of your mind, they told her. She kept insisting that it was so, and they said, It must be his angel. But Peter kept on knocking, and when they finally opened the door and saw him, they were astonished. Just imagine, these people of incredible faith came together and were praying for Peter to be rescued. And when it actually happened, they couldn't believe it. How often do we do this in our own prayers? We pray for a miracle and when it happens, we're stunned. We prayed for our half a million dollar deficit to be eliminated by the end of last year. And when it was, we were surprised. Sometimes we need a Rhonda in our lives to say, hey look, our prayers are actually working. It was almost like a sitcom, right? Peter comes to the door. She sees him, shuts the door in his face to go and tell the others while he's continuing to knock, saying, hey, let me in. Sometimes we need to be open to let the miracle of intercession in. Don't leave it outside knocking. Tyler Staten, in his book, Praying Like Monks, Living Like Fools, writes, your kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven. Having released control and surrendered our own will, we are now free to see our lives, our relationships, our community, and our world through the eyes of God. It is from this place that we ask with hearts full of faith and hope. The prayer of a righteous person is powerful and effective. When we are empathetic, proactive and expectant, all that there is left to do is to get in sync with other believers and pray. That is what intercession is, to stand in the gap between heaven and earth and to plead on earth as it is in heaven. We see in the Bible powerful things happen when believers pray together. From the Old Testament, we read in the book of Second Chronicles how Israel is victorious in battle against all odds when they pray together. In the book of Ezra, Israel is delivered safely out of exile after they come together to fast and pray. And from the New Testament, in the book of Acts, we read time and again how the early church would gather together to pray and miraculous things would happen like that story that I just told you about Peter, or when the apostles were gathered in prayer and were filled with the Holy Spirit and went on to baptize over 3,000 people. Now, you might be thinking to yourself, that's great and all, but that was nearly 2,000 years ago. Well, more recently, in the fall of 1857, six men in New York City met together daily to pray. The one prayer meeting quickly turned into 20 daily meetings across the city, and from there spread to almost every single major US city. By the end of the 1850s, it was estimated that nearly 2 million people came to know Christ as a result of these prayer meetings. At the beginning of the 1900s, revivals in the British Isles and the Korean Peninsula were attributed to prayer movements. Just two weeks ago, 37 of our youth from First Prez went on a weekend retreat to learn about prayer, to worship, and to build community. And I can say without a doubt that lives were changed that weekend. What I'm trying to say today is to give prayer a chance, intercede for one another, keep it simple, keep it real, and keep it up in Matthew eighteen, nineteen through 20, Jesus tells us that if two of you on earth agree about anything you ask for, it will be done by my Father in heaven. For where two or three gather together in my name, there I am with them. I believe that Hawaii is overdue for a revival. Our islands and our people are hurting and are in need of a relationship with Jesus. I believe that together with our prayers, we can make that happen. We can intercede with God on behalf of our most vulnerable, our kapuna, our houseless, our keiki, and we can intercede with our people on behalf of God. I believe that the church can be a conduit for the Holy Spirit to flow through and to bless these islands and our nation and our world. My prayer for all of us is that we would pray like Grandma Charlotte. That prayer becomes a regular rhythm in our lives personal prayer, corporate prayer, intercessory prayer. That this prayer course that we are currently going through would be a catalyst for real change in your life. That we would become a beacon of light to all around us. The prayers of the righteous are powerful and effective. And if you're sitting there thinking, you know, I'm not that righteous, Jesus tells us that if you have the faith the size of a mustard seed, then the mountains will move. So let us get informed of the issues and the injustices in our world and be empathetic. Get inspired by the word of God and his promises and get proactive about the chasm between heaven and earth. And finally, get in community with believers and expect real change to flow through the church. The prayers of the righteous are powerful and effective. In the name of Jesus Christ, amen. Please join me in prayer. Lord Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for who you are. We thank you that you want to have a relationship with us and that you want to meet with us. Father, I pray that you would draw us closer to you and that we would have the desire to pray for the people around us. Lord Jesus, we love you, and we thank you for being an example for us. In your name we pray, amen. Amen. Please receive this blessing. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May his face shine upon you and his countenance surround you. May the love of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit be in you and around you. And may you pray like Grandma Charlotte. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Have a great day. Thank you all so much.
0: Keep praying for all the people around you. Intercede on their behalf. Your prayers can be powerful and effective in the lives of others. If you want to catch up on or listen again to previous services, visit our websites, fpchawaii.org and thevinehawaii.org. You can also find First Pres sermons on most major podcast services and on YouTube. Join First Pres for church! We meet in person and online. Services are Sunday mornings at 8 a.m. and 10 a.m. at the Ko'olau campus, 10 a.m. at the Vine in Kaka'ako, or online through our websites. And remember, when you visit the website, check out the news page to keep up with everything that's happening at First Prez. You can also sign up for emails, listen to or watch sermons, and lots more. And as always, if there's anything First Prez can do for you, please reach out through the website or just call 808-532-1111. For Senior Pastor Dan Chun and the entire staff at First president I'm Michael Shishido. Until next time, God bless you, stay safe, and thank you for listening. This sermon podcast is copyright 2023 and produced by the Media Ministry of First Presbyterian Church of Honolulu.